What's great about podcasts is there's that intimacy there. It's just audio. Uh, it's really fun when I listen to a podcast or I edit a podcast and I, I don't know where, how the guest looks like. I don't know anything about the guest. And I'm trying to imagine, you know, what type of personality that guest has. And, you know, through voice, you get, you get personality, uh, but it's, it's kind of like shaped in a different way. Welcome to Audio Branding, the hidden gem of marketing. Sound plays a more important role in human behavior and our decision-making than you may realize. In this podcast, I'll help you understand the art and science of sound so you can better influence others in business and your life. I'm your host, Jody Krangle. Let's delve a little deeper. This is the second part of my interview with Nikolai Bogdan Bratis. So talking about audio branding... Uh, just getting to that, uh, I wanted to ask you what your clients could benefit from as far as an audio brand. Have you ever done one for one of your clients? Uh, not an entire audio brand. I, I designed, I, I created jingles for them, for, for their podcast, for example, or I created a jingle for their video, for their ad. So obviously what I do uh, in this case is I start researching the client's you know, even the color scheme they have on their website tells me a lot about what, how the music should sound like, what they talk about. And in, in terms of like choosing the sounds and, and all that, if, if I know that the podcast or the, the, the brand is in technology, I might choose more technology sounds and, and create different sounds from maybe real sounds. Because I think uh, when we had our pre-conversation before the podcast when we, we we met first time i told you about that we um i like the idea of getting real sounds like sounds of let's say the the if if the brand is is in the clothing industry or fashion industry i could get some clothing sounds and i could turn that into a sound because i can put it into a sampler or something and i can create maybe a hi-hat or or maybe a percussion instrument from that Kia just did that. Do you did you did you hear about that? The car company? No, no, no. Yeah, they uh, they they did a whole bunch of sounds while inside and outside of their car, and then they made it available to people to use as samples in their whatever music they wanted to put together. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. When you create, when you say jingles, though, do you mean like jingles with like words or do you mean music for their videos or, or you know, their intros and outros? Both. So it's, for example, what I refer as a jingle is, let's say it can be a music composition that can be used in different parts, not just in the podcast. It can be used in a video or it can be used even in, in an ad so what I do when I create a jingle, I provide different uh, versions of that. And obviously, if they need something change in the future, the project stays on my server. And even one year or two years after our collaboration, I can still access it and I can give different loops, different versions, different, maybe only the percussions. So when I talk about a jingle, I talk about a musical composition that can be expanded at any time. And if we want to add voiceover over that, that's totally fine. So 
I created a few of those uh, for for some of my clients, and I think I have one now in the process for a company called Crest. I think that's the name of it, and I'm still trying to find uh, the sound of it. I worked a bit last month, uh, but it's like with music. That's the thing. It's not just a practical thing you do. Uh, you need to have the inspiration there because it's literally it's a creative work. So you have to be in there with with your whole mind, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it does. How do you create something from what you know of the company? Do you have like a process that you go through or, or how do you get inspired for that? First thing first, I, I ask the client what the company is about. I ask the client also, you know, to give me some references even it doesn't matter what type of music it is, if it's popular music, if it's uh, something that they heard in another podcast, something they heard in an, in a video or in an ad, I want to hear exactly what they think about their company through sound. And based on that, I start building up something. Uh, I send them a draft and it can be rejected entirely and I can start another one. Maybe I send two drafts or something. Uh, the idea is that I want to nail it from the beginning. So to do that, you have to research the company a bit. And like I said, even from the colors, you can really get like a sense. For example, if the if the website is yellow, that tells you a bit happiness, right? Then if you if you have that, maybe they talk, maybe uh their website is about, I don't know, let's say it's I don't know, I don't have right now an example to 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 give you, but let's say it's green. Let's say it's green. And then maybe the website is a meditation app of some sort. So they want uh, a jingle to go with that. Obviously, if it's a meditation app, you might not add heavy drums <laughs> and, and things like that. It, it needs to sound calm. It needs to sound uh, happy. It needs to sound cool, uh, chill. So, so yeah, that's another thing that I ask for my clients is ad- adjectives. Give me some some words, some some something to work from, you know? So what are certain adjectives that describe your company or what you do, uh, your brand? So I get those. And from that, you can start building up something and then you can send to the client the first draft. And from then on, it evolves. Sometimes you start with something and you end with something else. So it's, it's not clear process for me. It's more like a trial and error. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It, uh, well, I mean, it's like any creative mm. endeavor, right? You start something one way and you yeah. end up with something completely different and it works just as well as you thought it would in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to share with you something. I'm going to share with you something that I notice why, while I create a melody of some sort, I notice that we are influenced by different musical experience we had in our lives. Mm-hmm. Right. So obviously, when you start humming something in your subconsciousness, you start humming something that you already know. And it's maybe not original. Maybe it's a mixture of things. It, there's a book called Still Like an Artist, I think it's called. I'm not sure. I forgot who, who wrote it. It's a very short book. It's 50 pages. And it talks about how artists steal mm-hmm. ideas from other places without actually realizing it. So. I thought about it and I said, how can, wh- what can I do to not do that? Try to kind of like come up with something really original. Because, you know, if we talk about popular music, there are some songs that just are out there. They are evergreen forever. 
They are amazing and, and they will never get old. I was thinking about what if I start hitting the piano randomly uh, in maybe not in a certain key, maybe go out from the key and I'm trying not to think about any music at all. Try to think about only the mechanism of playing the piano. You know what I mean? So it's quite hard to explain. And it's good as a keyboard player to do that because as a guitarist, it's quite, it's harder to do that just because the, the nature of the instrument. But with the two hands, you can play the bass with the left hand, with the right hand, you can play a certain melody. And sometimes you come with some really interesting results. It comes from randomness, if that makes sense. It's, it's not coming from your mind. And then from that randomness, you can really develop something that kind of like gets, you know, sounds original, sounds like I never heard that before, or maybe it's far away from the generic sound, you know? Yeah, that makes a lot. Of, I, I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm also a, a piano player, although I haven't been practicing or doing it for a long, long time, actually. Um, yeah, I, I don't have a piano here anymore. I used to. I had a um, a Roland uh, 88 key, like one of the one of the older ones from like the 80s. <laughs> wow. I started with one of we I started with one from the 80s because my my teacher gave me one. He landed one to me and I it was so bad. Like literally I it had two speakers and it didn't work properly. You know, the piano has the velocity. So the harder you press the key, the harder the the, the sharper the sounds. Mm-hmm. Now that keyboard had the velocity, but some of the keys uh sounded at full velocity all the time. So I would play something classical, something very soothing. And then at some point you get just one note, like boom, like that, very, very uh, sharp. And it would break the whole mood. So that's what what happened is I, I there was a button on the on the keyboard where you would set all the keys at full velocity. Now, because of that, I didn't have any feelings anymore. I couldn't play quieter i couldn't play louder i was playing only at Aww. one level like like you would i don't know how to describe it <laughs> you, there's no there's no feeling in it anymore so there's no velocity so uh and i would go at my teacher and i would go at my teacher and she would have a real piano and i would play on that piano mm-hmm. and of course there i could express my feeling into the song and whatever but <laughs> it would be quite some time until I would get into that <laughs> mood because I would play like feeling without feeling at all. So yeah, that was that was a hard part of of learning music for me. Uh, I didn't have a keyboard player. Mm. I didn't have a keyboard for a long <laughs> for a long time until until I bought one and then oh, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, they're much better now than when I had one. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> now I have four. I have four everywhere. <laughs> I have too many. They're everywhere. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> That's good, though. You're always composing something. So why not? Yeah. Yeah, it is. I have one in, in my bandsmate's car. It's it's always there because that's a problem with the keyboard players. You, you, have, you have to carry it around and it's a very heavy instrument, especially the 88 key. Uh, and you have to carry it around. And I have it always in that car. It's an old one, but it works and for, for the rehearsals only. So I don't have to carry it around all the time. Mine. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, they are not light. <laughs> it's not like carrying a guitar. 
I know we're all dealing with a lot these days, so I really wanted to acknowledge those that have gone out of their way to leave an honest review of this podcast. Like Hazel, who writes, Great show, great selection of guests, and provides valuable insights about the sound industry. Thanks, Jody. Thanks so much for your kind words, Hazel. I'm really glad you're enjoying it. And for those of you that are interested, you can also leave a voice review now off of the main podcast page. It's super simple, and I'd love to hear what you think. Now, back to the show. I'm I'm curious about the the podcasts that you've seen that have had challenges. What kind of challenges sound-wise do most of these podcasts have? If you're um if you're talking about like current um technology levels, we've we've overcome a lot of the stuff that would have affected early podcasting, but now there are different problems. Can you maybe talk about some of those? Yeah. <laughs> now, I think we have too much choice at different microphones. Uh-huh. That's a problem, you know? So yes. there's too much choice, uh, too many products around. Some of them are good. Some of them are good for a specific purpose. Um, so a common one, for example, which is, it still, hap- it still happens, unfortunately, even though uh, the company Microphone Blue, they put it on the package that this microphone is a side address microphone. It's called the Blue Yeti mic. Uh, probably you're familiar with it. And yeah, yeah, it's condenser too, right? Many podcasters, yeah, many podcasters use this microphone, uh, which sounds amazing if it if it's used right. So many of my early clients, especially, um, I don't know. Um, I I I still don't I I don't see these as often as before uh but i also wrote a blog about it like um if you buy a blue yeti microphone uh some microphones are side addressed which means you can't talk in them from the top you have to talk uh in them from the side so you have to think about you know the dynamic microphone that you would have on stage the singers would have on stage those are top addressed those those are uh dynamic microphones where the, which capture the sound from the top of the capsule now, this one that I'm talking into right now, it is basically, look, if I talk in here, it's, it sounds very um, close and warm. But if I start talking from here, it sounds very distant and very, um, yeah, it sounds, you, you can hear a lot of the room as well. And people think that maybe the room is the problem and they start investing in uh, acoustic panels and all sorts of things. Other people think maybe that's the software I'm using. So until they don't get a professional to help them, um, they they can't really nail it because there's there are so many things that can play, um, you know, in destroying your recording. Uh, you you may solve something, or you know, it's kind of like a trial and error that if you don't know exactly what you're doing, uh, it can take a long time until you 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 figure it out. So. Yeah, that's one of the biggest things. And of course, like I said, the headphones, uh, not wearing headphones, um, also the room you're recording in. That's a biggie. Yeah, that's a big. The room you're recording in, sometimes I tell my clients, uh, you want to record in this room, in, in this living room, it's too big. Probably you should go into the bedroom. I know it sounds strange, but you maybe do this once a week. Uh, I think you can go into the bedroom and and there you can open the the doors of your 
uh, closet, for example, where there's more fabric in, and that would absorb some of the reflections uh, in your uh, in your environment. Yeah, there's a lot that can be done. I think one of the problems also with the condenser mics is that it picks up the rest of the room. It picks up things very, very uh, easily. So, yeah, it gives you more nuance in the human voice, definitely, but it picks up a lot more around you. So if you're worried about your environment, a dynamic mic might be the way to go. And, you know, maybe then you don't have to worry about a closet. (laughs) So, you know. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the dynamic mic, it's it's really really useful in non-ideal environments. That's why... Mm -hmm. At conferences, um, on a stage, you always see dynamic microphones. It's it's kind of like the go-to uh, microphones for people that want to be flexible. Now, if you have a studio, definitely get a condenser because you get a better sound. It sounds crisp, crispier. It sounds warmer at the same time. It's it's more complete. And of course, you don't have to stay really close to it either. You can stay like this far away. And then you can uh, capture sound pretty, you know, sounds decent. Yeah. Do you have particular microphones that you suggest to people if you're not suggesting the Blue Yeti? <laughs> uh, I'm suggesting the Blue Yeti. Blue Yeti is a, a great mic, but if it's used correctly, actually, some of the best podcasts I I edit now, uh, they use Blue Yeti uh, microphones and they, they it sounds okay. Uh, the Audio-Technica has a few models that work quite well. The one that I'm talking into right now i got it as a gift from the sound card i bought for my studio which is an antelope microphone and it's a high-end microphone it's a good mic audio technica uh, that brand is awesome for mics uh sure that's great again sennheiser it's amazing again now in terms of like models exactly it really depends on the room you're recording in again yeah 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 it's a big one <laughs> the uh, environment is really important actually yeah if you're not if you're let's say a voiceover artist uh sometime uh, s- someone that works in audio professionally and you're not just recording podcasts maybe you record audiobooks and stuff like that there's there are some really high end microphones out there over 1000 pounds uh, price range, uh, which make a big difference. I won't say it it, it doesn't. Uh, some people think that you might buy just the brand, but I have, um, not sure if you see it in the back, it's one of those. But mm-hmm. yeah, the people that listen to the podcast, they they can't. Uh, but yeah, the, I have one Manly microphone. Is, Manly, it's called. It's a, a mm-hmm. USA microphone, a USA-based company. And I bought it last year. Uh, and it's an, an expensive microphone and it's amazing. It has a tube inside. Yes. Oh, the tubes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it sounds wow. But I don't use it for podcasting and stuff like that because I'm using now this this microphone. Uh, I think it's enough for this purpose. Yeah, that's another thing. Use what you know suits the purpose of your like like don't don't use something that is like costs six hundred pounds or more than maybe two hundred pounds for a podcast. I think it's enough because microphones nowadays are so good. Even the one hundred dollar microphone will sound, you know, good enough. It's gonna be good. Uh your audio will not suffer um at the end of the day. Sure. As long as it's not your microphone from your computer, you're probably doing good. <laughs> 
I mean, you know, for me right now, I'm talking to you on a Sennheiser 416, which is what I do my daily voiceover on. Mm -hmm. And that's not a cheap mic either. But at the same time, it is for a very specific purpose and it is a very directional mic. So even though I'm in a booth, I'm in a Mm -hmm. five by four sound treated, not soundproof, sound treated booth. (laughs) So that makes the environment sound better because this is very directional, you're really not getting a whole lot of the room anyway. You you sound really good, by the way. It's awesome. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm glad. <laughs> that's, that's kind of the point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are you looking for ways to improve your company's or podcast's impact? You'd be surprised how powerful the use of an intentional audio branding strategy can be. Want to know more? I have a free downloadable PDF that gives you my five tips for implementing an intentional audio strategy at voiceoversandvocals.com slash audio branding strategy. That location does ask to put you on a mailing list just to send you updates on when the new podcasts come out. But if you really don't want to give your email out, I understand. Just contact me directly. My email is all over my website and I'll make sure you get that PDF without needing to sign up anywhere. If you do sign up, though, you also get access to a resources section called The Studio, where I have videos, white papers and PDFs, discounts from my guests, and snippets of audio from my guests that no one else gets to hear. So maybe it's worth your while. Totally up to you. And of course, if you're looking for voiceovers, you can get in touch with me about that, too. Now, back to the podcast. There's a, a lot that's going on with podcasting these days, and I'm I'm excited to be a part of it. I think it's really a fantastic time to be doing this. I think it's going to get better and better. Yeah, definitely. Where do you see it going in the future, actually? I'm, I'm curious as to uh, where you see people using podcasts, how they'll listen to them, what they'll accomplish with them, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So... I would say like podcast for me is like the continuation of radio, analog radio, uh, FM and AM, but it's internet. What's great about podcasts is there's that intimacy there. It's just audio. Uh, It's really fun when I listen to a podcast or I edit a podcast and I, I don't know where, how the guest looks like. I don't know anything about the guest and I'm trying to imagine, you know, what type of personality that guest has. And, you know, through voice, you get, you get personality, uh, but it's, it's kind of like shaped in a different way. Like with video, you have so much distraction going on. While I'm listening to a podcast, I can do whatever I want in the mean, meantime. And I can drive a car. I can go to, I don't know, listen to, to it while I'm going somewhere. And with a podcast, what I like is that we as people, we as society, we get busier and busier and we consume more and more content. Like you see, like, for example, people like even myself, I go to TikTok and I stare at the phone for maybe 30 minutes and I realize that, oh, I'm not doing something productive. And people are waking up from that state where they are drawn into that you know, hypnosis, I could say, or video, and start doing something while they listen to something, podcasts, for example, right? And I think it's going to get even more popular than it is right now because I get loads of requests for starting new podcasts. I see people coming with even 
interesting, uh, even better ideas. Um, for example, I um, work with, it's not really a podcast. It is a podcast. It's, it's an audio um, content. Uh, it's called In Around Journey. And literally there's stories through audio only. And it's like a movie. And you re- literally transposed into a realm. And the visual part of that audio is just your imagination. So you, you think about it like, whoa, whoa, what's happening in there? And you can imagine things yourself. So people, I think podcasts and audio content, uh, uh, like, you know, Clubhouse. Oh, Clubhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, people get into it more and more and it's, it's, it's great. And I think it's going to get bigger for sure. Yeah, I think you get to know people by the sound of their voice a lot more easily than you do by watching their social media. <laughs> That's just been my experience. Yeah, yeah. I see a transition to, you know, podcasts getting video as well. I don't say it's a mistake or is it something good. I say that it really depends because, for example, if it, if your podcast is about something that may need to present something visually like let's say you want to show graphs you want to show certain things that you can't really explain through voice only then yeah by all means create a video podcast as well but i really like the idea of just listening to someone's voice is 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 awesome yeah and it's easier as you say to do other things while you're not looking at a video <laughs> yeah it puts you in a corner you know, even the creators, they, they have to shape the sound in such a, uh, the story in such a way that it works audio mm-hmm. only. Uh, if you have, if you try to, because I have this experience as well, there's podcasts where they have the video component first. So they, ha- they, they record a video in their studio and they want to turn that into a podcast. And I have to cut quite a lot of content just because there's so much visual references into the podcast Mm -hmm. where people may not actually understand because it's just audio so yeah it's it's interesting (laughs) i could say there's definitely a difference though you're right yeah so you want to make sure that if you're going to have a video podcast that you're aware of the fact that people are going to be only listening at some point in the future so if you reference something visually (laughs) you want to make sure you explain it so that they know what's going on audibly. (laughs) Exactly. So what are you working on right now? Are you um, working on a bunch of different podcasts or one in particular? Or making music for a company? Yeah, so so I work, I think at the moment, I think I'm in charge of about 35 podcasts. It's like a round number. I'm not, I'm not, uh, it may be 30 or it may be 40. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And me and my team, we're developing a few new shows right now uh, for different clients. Now, we all, I also help out with the graphic design of the podcast. Um, uh, so only my team writes the show notes. So it's quite a very involved process. And I'm trying to solve as many problems for the clients. Um, but myself, uh, as being the um, owner of the company um, I'm doing only the audio part for most of the shows and yeah I'm I work with a few clients right now in a moment uh, I have that 
uh, the other client that I told you about, the Inneram Journey. Uh, this is an app where people can go uh, and, and have a listen to my work there. There's a lot of sound design going on there. Uh, I really love working on that project because it involves more creativity. And yeah, uh, those are kind of like the projects I work at the moment. If you want to see exactly what projects I, I, I work on, you can go on my website at soinsign.co.uk slash uh, our clients. I guess that's the, uh, the URL. Okay. Yeah, we'll definitely be including that in the show notes. And uh, I wanted to ask you just to, to sort of end our discussion here, why you think the sound of a company is important. And, and uh, you know, especially now, but also mirroring the sound of the company in the podcast that they promote? Oh, this is a difficult question, I guess, to answer. <laughs> I'm trying to answer it. So, so um, <laughs> like, like I said, it... Well, what does it do for a company, do you think? Well, the, the, the audio. Yeah. Like the, the sound. Mm-hmm. I mean, it can, it can really elevate it or it can destroy it for sure. <laughs> because uh, many people, like I said, they, they overlook the, 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 the audio just because it's not something very obvious. It's not visual. Um, we as uh, human beings have kind of like the sense of hearing as a second nature as a sorry, not a second nature yeah it's it's not our first nature it's our second nature so so visually we are more evolved but sound wise we we overlook a lot of things mm-hmm. and same goes with the companies they they overlook the sound bit of their branding and that can really you know it, it can make the brand look a bit unbalanced it may look a bit uh not as professional and if you take care of your sound your your audio uh, in your brand obviously anything you do uh being your website design your visual uh, video uh anything that it's it's with the audio it's accompanied by the audio it will look even better think about horror movies right so if you have a horror movie with a funny track in the background that horror movie might not be horror anymore same with the branding if you have something that doesn't sound as professional as you want to look <laughs> then you may not look as professional as you want to be so it's it's kind of like like that in my opinion yeah that's a good point i like the the horror movie with the comedy track <laughs> i like that yeah. i mean good. imagine that yeah yeah yeah, well, it does take you out of the moment, definitely. <laughs> That's or, good. or watch Home Alone with mm-hmm. a scary movie track. Ooh. That would be very, like, very horror. It, it would not be a comedy anymore, that's for sure. Yeah, very different <laughs> You would experience. always expect something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so true. Oh, my goodness. Okay, well, um, yeah. are there any other places that people can reach out to you if they'd like to do that? Any other URLs or, or things that you want to mention? Yeah, people can reach me on my, my website. Uh, it's called... Uh, soinsign.co.uk now if you don't know how to to get that in uh, definitely uh, Jody will put it in the show notes so that's my website uh, I provide uh, podcast editing audiobooks as well uh, so we we kind of like provide full service for audio brands and uh, obviously I'm on social media I'm not that active on social media at the moment for whatever reason because I'm trying to stay away from it <laughs> right now at the moment because it's especially with the COVID that just passed, it's too much. And now we have 
all the issues around the world. I'm trying to stay away from all that negativity. And uh, I may not be that active, but definitely you can reach me on Instagram as well. Uh, so Instagram slash so and sign and Facebook slash um, so and sign again. So so I'm I'm there there uh, and also on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm I'm I have a LinkedIn page as well, so you can reach me out there as well. Great, yeah. LinkedIn is probably my um, my business place of of choice. <laughs> but yeah, I find that a lot of um, audio professionals are there, so it's nice to see that. I love it. Yeah. And it's yeah. awesome. Uh, it's awesome because many people, you can find many other podcasters in there because usually they put their tag, look, I'm a podcast host. And usually business professionals tend to be podcast hosts as well. Um, yeah. And I think I forgot um, to tell you that. But if you if you go on my website, I provide a free trial for anyone that wants to work with me. So if you want to get your first show edited... Uh, and you want to hear how it sounds like, I'm, I'm doing it for free for the first episode. So uh, it's, there's nothing you can lose uh, in doing that. So uh, just get in touch with me and I'm happy to help. That's fantastic. Thanks for that. Yeah. And thank you so much for being on the show today. This has been really a lot of fun. I appreciate it. Awesome. <laughs> cool, Jody. Well, that's the end of this episode. Thanks for listening. And if you like what you heard, why not tell a friend about this podcast? It's available on all the usual outlets. Until next time, 